0: Piano fight, but that yeah, piano fight. Piano fight is hopping. It's 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 you know. All yeah, they got a lot going on there. Yeah, this very very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. So, happy 2019. Did everyone have a wonderful Ooh. New Year's?
1: Well, I worked, crazy. but oh. uh, New Year's Eve I worked. What'd you do? Uh, well, my husband and I now have a tradition of doing a catering gig. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> so it's a nice way to ring in the new year yes. and um, have some money right. in the bank all when the New the Year starts. Year. So. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe one of these days we'll have a new, a different tradition, but oh, yeah. <laughs> now big working artists. Mm-hmm. You, but kinda,
0: you know, are you making know. money, yeah, yeah you know, everyone, everyone, money. everyone has a side gig, on know right. I think
1: I've got 10, but yeah. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. <laughs> you got to in the Bay Area. Exactly. <laughs> I did, you know? I, did madam, I also worked. Wow. Oh. So it's funny, a buddy, I have a buddy, whose birthday is New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and he has a party up just north of Ukiah, mm-hmm. and... I used to go, like, I went before they had kids. Mm -hmm. Their kids are all out of the house now. uh, And, you know, and I haven't actually been to this party for about ten years. Um, But because once Mara came into my life, she often has. Like, last year was the first year since we've been dating and now married. Mm -hmm. That uh, she did not have a New Year's Eve gig. So normally I go to her New Year's Eve gig.
1: Oh, because she's a musician, right? She's a musician. Yeah, Yeah,
2: so she's usually playing. Um, And this year she did have a New Year's Eve gig. And so then I picked up a New Year's Eve gig um, that was like five to eight. And then I went home, got dressed, and then we went to the other gig.
1: Perfect. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, but we
2: started the day before at my buddy's house because they did a they did a tea on um, New Year's Eve. They did a tea and then had a little break in the afternoon and then had an evening, you know, the normal I'm evening. I Thompson. No. Oh, no, right. no, no. Uh, David Fissel, who okay. I went to high school with. Cool. Yeah. And is a theater guy. Maybe, it, maybe maybe. It was, yeah. wasn't a theater guy. We were theater guys in high school. He hasn't done, I don't think he's done any since then, which mm. is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> so we went all the way up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, in fact, we stopped and saw Richard Talavera on the way. Nice. Um, How's he doing? Um, he's up at uh, the Veterans Home in Yachtville. Mm. So we went, saw mm-hmm. the place. It's gorgeous. It's mm. wonderful. And if we weren't in a rush, we would have either taken a serious hike or, or eaten or both. Very nice. Um, yeah, so we stopped there, and then we went on up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a nice little time. Did the brunch, yeah. then flew back here, and then yeah. I went to my gig. And yeah. To I
0: should, yeah. I should. Did you tell Richard that
2: about the book and the fact that he's yes. in? I've got to mention him. I I mentioned it, and you know the way the conversation we like we didn't stop moving. We got okay. out of our car and we just kept moving. From, yeah. Through the facility, so it came up. I tried to make sure I mentioned that it was happening.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because so I wanted I just, to, you know, give him credit for. I know it is. Book. It's
2: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, that's fantastic. In my New Year's,
0: I, I didn't do too much. I was supposed to go on a. Um, there's a thing called labyrinth. Have you guys ever?
2: Oh heard? yeah, you were going to go to the labyrinth. Yeah,
0: yeah but oh, it, it was really
2: windy. I, is it, was it Grace Cathedrals? I think it's Grace Cathedral. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: that have yes. these and, um, I would have gone, but I, I've been very, a bit stuffy as, as the Bay Area. Right. It, it's windy today. Right. And I've been fighting a cold. So I think A lot
1: of us haven't recovered from the smoke. You know, it's like. Yeah, that's right. That like, I yeah, That's and, part uh, of it. In yeah. November and then it's like Yeah. Our good friend
0: David Stein, that. that was one of the reasons he mentioned that. I think he's leaving oh, to right. go to um, either Australia or New Zealand. I think it's oh, Australia. Oh, right. you
2: did say flying across the world. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But there are a lot of folks who are like, Hey, you know, I uh, uh, did they just need to make a change. And he mentioned the fires, you know, the fact right. that it just keeps on well, having in and air conditioning. Yeah. And yeah and conditioning.
2: If the state oh, doesn't here. I mean we've got the surplus right now everybody's saying, What should we do about it? That would be a serious one. Go ahead and invest in some serious forestry Forestry management management. right now and make the changes while we're all we will all say yes. Uh Do that, yes, please.
1: Well so we're seeing it escalate from year to year. So you know we're thinking, well what's what's next year gonna be like? And the Bay Area wasn't like this ten years ago. Right? right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was
0: a yearly
1: occurrence and now it is, so
2: Yeah, you don't (laughs) want that. No. Yeah, this Uh, this is it's not a
0: good thing to have this to be the new normal. No. Yeah.
2: Well, the other thing I'll say about this week is I saw I kind of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I met with a playwright on the 3rd. We're going to be doing a reading of her new piece. Okay. Um, and then had the, um, the photo shoot for Everyday Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next week I am – next week's going to be wild. I am rehearsing for Stage Bridge, then performing Stage Bridge, then performing Play Cafe, mm-hmm. I'm doing reading for Play Cafe. Oh, nice! Um, tomorrow I'm doing the musical cafe uh-huh. um, workshop thing. Cool. So it's just like,
1: okay. What was that you were saying about him being popular and in demand? Exactly. Well, this, <laughs> is a,
0: this is this is standard operating Norman G. So I'm glad <laughs> you're working, and I'm glad you've hooked up with Musical Cafe and Richard Jennings and Company. You know, well, and great. we didn't
2: have to sing, so I'm happy. Yeah, but you're directing, you're not acting. No, I'm acting. Oh, all right. I'm acting and I have, okay, so these are my dream roles. I mean, when you're a young person, you want all the leads, you want the big roles. Now I just really want to be somebody's dad. <laughs> or the neighbor. I'm yep. like loving that. Let me be the wisecracking neighbor. <laughs> no problem. Yeah,
0: when I did the musical cafe, I was the father. I, it was a play on dialysis. <laughs> and I did have to sing. But basically, you know, I'm like, I have a son. I think the issue was my wife was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And for religious reasons, she didn't want to do the dialysis thing. Uh-huh. And I needed a kidney transplant. And the person I was getting the kidney from is gay. Right. But okay. the hell That's right. I care. That's right. You know, I, I need help. Right. And I's he's getting my wife on page. But it was an interesting mm. wonderful thing. Uh written uh, I think by Alison Luderman and another playwright. But in any case, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, the yeah. old dad.
2: <laughs> so happy. I mean Polonius. Yeah. Polonius is an old dad. I'm like, yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah, you did that in <laughs> the Arabian chase. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. Honest oh, Are we ready for Curtis? Yes. <laughs> what's happening <laughs> all sorts of stuff I mean we can get oh, right into politics I mean, you know I feel so bad Yay. it's wonderful to see you know we're tra- I have another podcast the faith podcast mm-hmm. Christian podcast and we we're talking about how wonderful you know the uh, the Rep- the Democrat um, members of the house they did a picture for a right. new uh, Congress right. coming yes. in and what a um, melting pot just a wonderful tapestry right. of diversity right so more many- women than ever. That's exactly <laughs> right. Something you won't see in the Republican Party. I mean, yeah. you know. You have No, they try to
1: put their tokens forward, but you know,
0: <laughs> gay <laughs> lesbian, you have
2: uh you have Muslims. You got you Muslims, know. you got Native American yep. mm-hmm. bisexual. I don't know yeah. if she's gay. Uh, she
1: uh, was gay. Was really, yeah, she's openly bisexual, bisexual. I believe.
2: yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. spectrum mm-hmm. there. Oh and and she's openly non religious
1: oh, okay. oh there go. Like
2: that is her she takes that as an identity yeah i just read that one today and i was like interesting ooh. yeah because you know they say that they're christians and we see them do all this stuff and it's like where is that in the bible exactly yeah.
0: there's a wonderful washington post article that talks about how there's an unholy alliance between evangelicals and trump mm-hmm. because trump represents so many things that are and, totally
1: unethical and, and and and
0: yeah. to to Christianity. So, but I don't want to jump on that. But that it was an interesting article. I was thinking everyone's
1: upset about um, the congresswoman who, you know, used it for your family.
0: Was it um, Alexandria?
1: No, no, it was yeah, not. Was it um,
2: was the other one. It was the Muslim. Was the Michigan.
1: I'm going to not get her name right. so. I or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so she using your And now, of course, the, they're all jumping all over. And it's like, over. <laughs> <laughs> you have no, you hold no water in right. exactly. this decency <laughs> argument anymore. <laughs> with the de- yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. What the about this guy? What about the, oh, yeah. that was before. Yeah. You voted for him. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I also thought, okay, the whole, you know, Christian right, family okay. values mm-hmm. game is up now, too. Right, like, right, right, <laughs> right. After Trump, like that.
0: Right. Exactly. No, it's been absolutely We know that that's not true yeah.
2: anymore. Well, no, they doubled down on that one. Mm-hmm. They now say that it is, in fact, prophecy, that he is fulfilling prophecy. What? Yeah, what? you right. hear that from? <laughs> the evangelicals. Oh, God. Now, the, the article that I read was really interesting. Go ahead. No, I was, um, and I can't remember the name, but it's uh, 45. Um, oh, it was a king. Um, and so the number oh, in the Bible was 45 and oh, so no. that that's proof.
0: Oh God, serious? Oh, no. yeah, I, you know, this, I, I, trust me, I can go, I can go long, very right. long, but I'm, I'm sad for the, um, the federal, so there's a controversy with the, um, the furlough. I mean, the uh, the, the government shutdown, shutdown yeah. and the fact that there are some government employees who are forced right. to work, to work right. despite the fact they're not getting paid right. at right. all. And now Trump is talking about, well, this can last a year, right? And, you know, like I used to work for a federal government agency as a contractor. Right. And I remember during the Clinton administration, there were furloughs and shutdowns. Mm -hmm. I got paid because luckily I was funded. I think if you work for HUD, Mm -hmm. they're funded every two years. Right. So Uh you're locked in. Mm -hmm. But I had friends of mine knocking on the door a week before Christmas trying to get their paycheck, and nobody is even there. Right. And that's just devastating. And what
1: terrible timing, too. Yeah. I mean, Trump is you it's know. Bad that, it, because because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go down my list and you know
0: whatever it hits shit. your fancy. Northern California women's march canceled for being too white. Did you hear about this? I oh, my I, my I
2: only saw, they saw, they saw the
0: headline, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I and I applaud them. Yeah. You Who know, made that decision, the, the organizers of the march? Yeah, the organizers
0: of the march, I guess they were trying to get as many women in, and obviously, you know, the women were very, very white, and they weren't getting minorities in. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have to retool yeah. and figure out how to reach out. It's really about outreach. Right. right. Are and did not
1: had that problem early on, you know, right away when that, the, the pussy hats and all that. There right, was, sure, yeah. yeah. It wasn't as diverse and inclusive as it should have been. Right.
0: Yeah, good experience. intentions, but, you know. Who are you reaching out to? Your friends, or are you reaching people who you don't usually talk to?
2: Well, are you making systemic change? Because yeah. with that march, they did say, oh, wow, we have to do better. Now you actually have to do better. You can't just say it. You have to. Exactly.
0: That's exactly right. Um, Portland, Oregon, Doubletree Hotel employee fired for throwing out a black man. Well, I can, I can couple that. With the, uh, the woman at McDonald's who, you know, was attacked. Was attacked, yes. By the homeless white guy because he wanted a
2: straw. Oh, I didn't realize he was homeless.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's not, you know, he's. Wow. so that's that adds another dimension to, you know, what's going on.
2: Well, it's, you know, I don't know if you have it on your list, but Oakland mm-hmm. um, is patting itself on the back for the lowest crime and, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> okay. major crime. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yes, you totally get to take some credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how much. Uh, But you get to take some credit for that. But we have huge problems. Mm -hmm. So before you spend too much time high-fiving each other, how about dealing with the homeless issue? Yeah. And
0: when I hear stories about that, having worked for the district attorneys for 21 years, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of this is a numbers game. I mean, what does it mean when you have low crime? Does that mean you're not making enough
2: arrests?
1: Right.
2: Right. you know, there, there are ways you can tweak the numbers.
1: Those
2: numbers yeah, yeah. Well, and then uh, to take it off of the front line, um, you know, front line mm-hmm. issues. Um, I read—I don't know that it's true—but I read the store. It's like a Safeway or something up in Montclair. Mm-hmm. People apparently roll in there, fill up their carts, and roll out because the police have now said if it's not, a, you know, if it's a minor crime like mm-hmm. that, yeah. that they're not going to come. So you can call the police. <clears throat> they're not going to wow. come. Wow. So you <laughs> can shoplift, just walk out, and no one's going to give a damn. And apparently wow. this is a policy across the country because they call it um, don't pursue, don't hmm. chase. Um, you don't go after them. Yeah. You say, sir, sir, don't do that, but. You don't stop them. You don't try to physically stop wow, them. Wow, that and is interesting. where you uh, just started watching the new season of Atlanta. Uh-huh. And the season, at least so far, we've seen four episodes, and so far this is a theme in each show yeah. of different sorts of rob it's Robin season, is yeah. what they call it. Uh, and hmm. the um, there was one where he's talking with this guy and the guy's looking at some shoes. Oh that's a really nice shoe, you should try this shoe. And He's grabbing these boxes and he finally says, um, and the guy's asking, they're at, talking about money. The guy's like, they were supposed to make a deal. He's trying to get, so what? how can I do this? What is it exactly? He says, well, how are you going to pay for these? He's like, well, I'm not paying for these. No, they have a do not pursue policy. I'm walking out. Wow. And the guy behind the counter is going, sir, sir, he grabs like <laughs> three boxes oh, the of God. shoes and walks out the store. You know what I think, and I'd love to hear, Mar-
0: Marisa, what you think. Um, if you feel, do you live in Oakland?
1: I live in Emeryville, but I've been mm. Oakland, and
0: Emeryville for, since '99. Yeah, and I fact my ex-girlfriend lived in Emeryville because I want to see feel how safe you feel in oh? Oakland, Emeryville. That's a cool yeah, question. yeah. But
2: how has you been seeing it? You've yeah, been seeing these changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I used to live over in the I can never remember which it's the Diamond or the Laurel. Oh, okay. Thirty uh, Fifth and MacArthur yeah. over there. It's sort so. Of the so between, right? Yeah, and it was that line right between you know um, the other side that goes up into the hills and right. then the side towards Fruitvale is yep. mm-hmm. the flatland. So um, I s- there was it was very different than where I am now, which is in Emeryville, close to the Oakland border, close yeah, to the San Francisco North like Oakland. Yeah, or. so I'm right between Adeline and San Pablo. So it's still you know it's it's urban, but a little bit more of a neighborhood feel. So when I was on living on right on MacArthur Boulevard, where there was two. Um, you know, mo shabby motels right on our block. Yeah. And so we saw a lot of stuff go down. And, um, oh, over by the food mill. Yeah, right by the food mill. Oh, yeah. and, uh, the old, when the you old, said the
2: motels, I'm like, oh, okay. I the the old Farmer
1: Joe's, yeah. the small Farmer Joe's, yeah, yeah. Taco Bell, all that, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, right by uh, Taco Bell, used to get a lot of.
1: Mm-hmm. Stuff. So, yeah, we saw a lot of stuff go down there. And, uh, it was one of those things where, like, having the parents over was <laughs> <laughs> kind of, we looking around. And, yeah. Um, the place I live now, we have a locked gate, you mm-hmm. know, in front. And uh, a couple years ago there was, I live in a duplex that's, like, front to back, and then there's another analog unit behind it. So I'm in the back part of the duplex section. So the front unit a few years ago had, like, two break-ins mm-hmm. within a year. Mm-hmm. So that was a little, you know, that was a little scary, um, and then before we put in the gate, we have like this side area that goes into a back courtyard where you could take the stairs up to my apartment. Um, so before we had this locked gate out in front, we just had a little wooden gate that you would, right. you know, hop over, unlatch. <laughs> so if we left anything in that courtyard, it'd be gone. Oh wow! Well. Mm-hmm. So there was that. But, you know, I don't know. I guess I've lived here for so long. I, re- you know, I remember, I went to Mills College. Um, so I've been in Oakland since then. I remember hearing gunshots. Over in that neighborhood, and I lived in San Francisco for a little while in the um, Western Edition uh, neighborhood. So I don't know. I don't know if I feel safe. Yeah, it just feels like <laughs> normal. It, it doesn't feel like you're affected by
0: it. it. Doesn't feel like you're traumatized by it. You know, there are folks who, like, I had a friend of mine who well, this is in D.C. where he was mugged once, and he was like, "Okay, I'm moving," and he just moves right back. But to see, that's
1: never that's never happened to me. Okay, and I know you. people who have. I know people who've been purse and held up at gunpoint and, mm-hmm. and knock on wood that's never happened to me so I don't I'm pretty street smart but I'm also privileged you know I'm I'm a white woman I live in a you know a house that's got a locked gate out in front mm-hmm. and I get to get in my car and go about my business so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know do yeah. you recognize that
0: yeah, yeah I hear you um I, because I work for the DA's office, I hear conversations by investigators and inspectors and are right. cops who come in. And I think a lot of cops feel, hey, if I'm going to have someone, if I'm going to pursue someone and make an arrest, and it's going to be just a little petty thing and courts don't want to see it anyway because right. they'll just get probation. Mm-hmm. And if someone's going to have a phone camera filming right. me while I'm doing it, right. and I may be disciplined, then screw it. Right. Uh, you know, right. what's – now, I don't know how I feel about that as a citizen because, you know, I'd like to – I'm not anti-cop. I mean, you know, if, if a cop does something bad, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, but responsible. this isn't the Wild West, you know, right. where we need our cops. So mm-hmm. I'd like to make sh- know that when I call 911, they're going to show up and be there. Mm-hmm. So one last thing, Bernie Sanders. There are Bernie Sanders workers, I don't know if you heard about this, accused – of sexual harassment. Now, this is during the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign, oh, campaign twenty sixteen. Yeah. So what I heard was, there's a woman who. This is not Bernie himself. Right. But let's say you work for Bernie's campaign or headquarters in, I don't know, Iowa or something like that, <laughs> and the women are complaining that they were not paid as well as men, right? And that there was sexual harassment going on, and it's surprising to hear that from a Bernie.
2: Uh, whatever. No, it is. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, 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 I'm happy to hear. I mean, yeah. this is, I think the era that we're in now, and I love it, all these arrests that keep happening. Yeah. Um, you know, the, um, the one you talked about with the, um. The, McDonald's. the McDonald's. Yeah, the McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, they got, that guy within like a day or oh, so. Oh, the Doubletree
0: Hotel. you talking about that? Well, forget about that. Um,
2: yeah, no, you talking there's about. There's a bunch. There's a bunch that keep happening. Sure. Where you see it, I see it in social media, and within, 24, exactly. 48 hours. So and so has been arrested. So and so has been fired. Yeah. So and so, you know, it's like mm-hmm. bam. And it's the same thing with gender politics, where instead of it being women saying, "Well, something was happening," and we go, "Oh, okay, honey," um, I'm not sure what we're going to do about that, and nothing happening. Instead, now it blows up. And exactly. Like, you better pay attention. You yeah. better listen. The power of the power
0: of social media. That's one of the great things about it. I mean, people complain about it, mm-hmm. but you know, action is being happening. I, I think that's fantastic.
1: Well, it's a tool. It could be used for, mm-hmm. right. I, I, for good I, or for evil. I know. worry about the wild, wild west aspect. That yeah, me too. I'm scared of
2: the internet, for calling sure. Out, which, you know, just is... Sad. Are you afraid? Are you really afraid, bracelet? I
1: am. You know, I don't like to get into stuff online. I just yeah. use yeah. it as like a bulletin board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I post, and I know people talk about, oh, the FOMO, and people are only really posting the positive stuff, but mm. I just... It's out there permanently, you know, and anyone can comment sections really scare me. Do you really react
0: to negative or whatever? Because I I really don't care. I could say anything, you know. I've said some controversial stuff, you know, on the podcast, and and I could care less. You know, if people want to get into a discussion.
1: You know, I'm not afraid of it in real time. You know, I love having debates with people in real time, but Mm. for some reason online, it's like – Things are easily misinterpreted. You're not hearing the tone of my voice. Sure. You don't know me, so you don't know where I'm right. coming from. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, anytime I've gotten into any, uh, something small mm-hmm. that feels like a debate online, my heart starts beating and, right. you mm-hmm. know, I'm just so afraid. And I, so I don't engage. Well, are there <laughs> stuff, yeah. There's, yeah. there's just so that much way. stuff
2: that is designed to make you just have this huge reaction. Yeah, no, it's very much Wild Wild West, but yeah. on the other hand, we're coming up against all kinds of systemic oppression and the system has not been dealing with these things. So right now, yeah. I'm happy to have
1: mobs of people go, whoa, really? That's messed up. Yeah, yeah the whole call-out culture kind of thing. Yeah. No but how I do think how you... It's, yeah. Yeah, well, sorry. no, I think that's important um, to be having these conversations. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's why I think like, I feel like theater is sort of, maybe this is a good segue, but it mm-hmm. uh, feels like a safer way to engage in these conversations. And at our company, we have a lot of, we're big on talkbacks backs uh, right. the show that it is, should be a conversation starter. You mm-hmm.
0: talk mm-hmm. about Utopia? With
1: Utopia mm, Theater yeah. Project, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're going, I think as a society we're going through some stuff right now. We're, we're going through some toxic purging, right? right? And things, old, buried things that I think we went through a little period where we pretended that, you know, things were okay. Right. But they're coming back up and we uh-huh. need to kind of purge things yep. to get them out of our system as a society, right? It's, yeah. Say,
2: and so it, oh, I do put, think put the conversations are limited.
1: ultimately healthy. New <laughs>
2: rules and guidelines and, and just ways of being, yeah. standard operating procedures that say, oh, we know there's a bias here, so let's correct for that. Right. As PC as people want to claim that is, I'm like, well, I don't no. have a problem with that PC. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. PC just means being correct. I'm yeah. kind of okay can, I use, can I use
1: today's language on this podcast? Of heads? course. So, to me, it's just not being an asshole. Yeah. Right? Just stop being. If something Be is hurtful to someone else and they tell you that. Yeah. Stop, yeah. stop doing
0: yeah. it. You know, when I hear people right. have a problem with PC, it's almost like, well, are you saying that if you could speak your own mind, that you would speak all sorts of racism and misogyny? Well, what's it's what's it's on right. the back of your oh, mind? So
1: that's what's on your mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I, uh, you know, I wonder what's on. You know, wh- what does it really mean? I mean, being respectable is should be a natural thing mm-hmm. for for anyone. So, but to segue, I mean, I ask everyone how how do you feel you know, in the age of Trump? But also as a theater creative, because we've had a lot of folks using theater to make a statement about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend of mine, David. We talked about David Stein, right. who wrote Appointment at Sonora. It was a one um, it was a one act piece. About what's happening with uh, the um, what's happening on the border. Yeah. I mean, two children have died already. I mean, right. that's something I wanted to talk right. about. Right. And I'm really, really. I mean, that. I don't know why, because I'm a black man.
2: I'm not in the Latino or
0: whatever. But I have a visceral really, reaction you
2: know, to that. That's
0: yeah. that's so
2: how? Well, do well you that your government is yeah. is set up a system that allows that to happen, and everybody shrugs and says it's okay. Right.
1: Right. Which Which is yeah. the, it's theoretically the representative right. of us too. So. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So how do you feel? I mean, like. What's what's what's
0: your how, is, how have you been handling I guess mm-hmm. being in the age of Trump, and also how is the Utopia Theater Project? Handling. How how is that is there an actual reaction okay. to what's what's going on? That's a
1: great question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been rough. It's yeah. been, I spent last year. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I've been in a very um, happy, wonderful phase of my own life mm-hmm. um, getting, married, getting married the love yeah. of my yeah. life we, were we you married last year? Go, uh, yeah last year during oh, the fires awesome. last October so the mm-hmm. October before last oh. um, congratulations that's thank great. you yeah. a lot of things are going great in terms of uh, my artistic career um, working with Utopia Theatre Projects, you know I had a little, a little dry spell on the acting, but I just got booked in something that I don't think I can announce yet. But oh, so, so the acting is, you know, still going well. All of that, but uh, it's been dampened by the negative energy that's mm. in our world right now. And I remember the day, I remember the night of the election. My husband and I, my fiancé at the time, we went out. We went and voted that evening, and then we went to a local bar that was showing, you know, how the TV's up. Right. Uh, So we thought we were going to be celebrating. (laughs) What bar did you go to? Uh, It's now called Hometown Heroes. It's right on the corner of uh, 40th and Adeline. Oh. Yeah, 40th and Adeline. At the time, it was propaganda. Oh, okay. So so we thought we'd be celebrating. I guess I was naive about it. My friend... um,
2: So was the country. So was the country. Well, my friend Lauren
1: Spencer is another wonderful artist, and dear, dear friend of mine was texting me during the night, and... And she was saying, it's over. It's, it's. And I was doing the, no, 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 hold out. we got to look at these other states. <laughs> and of course, it didn't go that way. Oh, and, um, and then I ended up just getting wasted that night. I we went to another bar. And mm. it was, I, I don't know, that it became an excuse to, like, okay, well, shit, let's just yeah. drink more whiskeys. Mm. But I woke up the next day, and I had to teach... That evening, that afternoon, I had to teach a girls' leadership workshop with an organization that I work with. And it was young, young, young girls. You know, it's like kindergarten. One was a like kindergarten and first grade, and one was a oh, second and third grade uh-huh. with their parents. Right. So it was like I couldn't – didn't feel like I could really uh-huh. air it. there, right. But I needed to. Anyway, I was at the Starbucks and um, getting my coffee before going and you know, hungover. And this woman, the woman behind the, behind the counter says, you know, how, how you are you doing? doing? And I was like, ugh. Not good. and she looks at me and she goes, "You think you're alone in that?" <laughs> and that's always stuck with me—that this sense of like, "Oh, I'm so depressed about what's that's happening a, yeah. in the world." Well, it's not just me, and in right. fact, it—a lot of it isn't going to affect me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So, so I think I'm—I really try to have empathy for yeah. the for the people that are affected. Mm-hmm. Um, by the policies of this administration, by the you know the children yeah. at the border, and then and then figure out what my role in that is. You know, sure. like what can I do? And I donate here and there with my you know my meager artist salary. But with Utopia Theater Project, we've also been trying to address make some, statement make some statements. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask you what you thought about the Kavanaugh hearings because I know that all women really. Um, <laughs> I mean, not not to you know if it's um it's the third rail that we we can avoid that, but no, I imagine okay. yeah.
1: Um, well, we were doing uh, Demos Kratos at that time at Uto- Utopia Theatre Project. So I met Norman last Well, I met, I've met him before that, but <laughs> yeah, he came well, to work yeah, for. Origin, origin story. But he came yeah, to, yeah. just quickly, but, yeah. but he, he, we cast him in um, Stories from Silence mm-hmm. last year, which was an evening of short plays about the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, so awesome. this year we did something similar called Demos Kratos Teatro, mm-hmm. uh, an evening of short plays about democratic engagement. So I contacted local playwrights, asked them to just give them that very kind of wide open prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had three short plays and a clown who created this whole like corrupt um, Amelia Adams. She's fantastic. She created this corrupt politician character and then a, a satirical singer songwriter Lauren Mayer. Mm-hmm. So we were doing the show during the. Kavanaugh hearings. Right. <clears throat> and, um, Lauren Mayer had, I don't really have a point to this story, just oh, that, that, that that was happening at that time. Yeah. Um, and L- Lauren and I would have some opportunities cause I sort of played the late night host oh, of oh, the show okay. and then Lauren was my band kind of. So we would have some banter about the, mm, the yeah, events yeah. of what was going on. You know, I, I will say this about it and I might get flack for this, but I don't think I don't think the Democrats totally played clean in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's the point. Yeah. I think yeah. the point is that he should have been held responsible and that it was right. yeah. a job interview mm-hmm. and the way that he behaved in that job interview yeah. and the things that came up in that would disqualify anyone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from a yeah. job. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was but I you know, I also kind of go, Okay, well the Democrats had this information that could yeah. come. It's it's tough right. because it's I mean, how 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 powerful
0: De- are the Democrats in that situation. I maybe, mean, you know, the Republicans are in power. Um, Kavanaugh, you know, uh, a lot of people thought, hey, he's going to be let in, so how can you stop it? How can you stop it from happening? And maybe some moderate, and that's another flack that's going on between uh, Nancy Pelosi and um, Olivia, uh, Olivia Court Cortez, yeah, exactly, like McCaskill. Was the outgoing senator who threw some pot shots at her. Yeah. So they're like moderate Democrats were like, hey, listen, we can only do the best that we can, and we have to think strategically and nationally or whatever. Yeah. We can't step on certain third rails. And their progressives were like, hey, listen, attack, attack, attack. Right.
1: That's why we need to get out of a two party system, you <laughs> yeah, know, yes, because it's just it just is a chess game. And yeah. Instead of.
2: Right, so you'll sacrifice this and you'll sacrifice that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Were you surprised at the McCaskill, the parting shot?
2: And, um, and? I'm not surprised at that woman at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, and what I'm loving is yeah. Alexandra,
1: Alexandria. I think Ale- it's Alexandria. A- 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 what I'm realizing is
2: they're beating us up. Beating us up. They're, it's coming up in the media a lot about mm-hmm. these gender, you know, even the way she's talked about is in this way that men have never been talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's the appropriate way to talk about her? I guess you call her by her last name the same way I would say McConnell or... Pelosi, mm-hmm. um, Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. I'm loving her responses. They put up a stupid video about her dancing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so she makes a, a new video of her dancing. In her office. Office. The,
2: the, <laughs> first, the first video is fantastic. It so is. everybody is praising it and saying, You guys are being jerks. What the hell yeah. are you talking but about? She didn't know she was going to be running for Congress.
0: I mean, it doesn't matter.
1: There's nothing in
2: it. It's yeah, totally innocent. innocent. Yeah, and not only that, it was part of a meme. Yeah. And that's what she was doing. She and her friends were just jumping on the bandwagon of a, a popular meme at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing offensive in it at all. So I, I love that she does her little dance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, What is it, to war, I think? Yeah, mm-hmm. war. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she walks into <laughs> her office. I'm like, oh, yes, I love this woman and I yeah. love what she's doing because she's also being smart about it. They keep claiming she's attacking Pelosi. Nope. No, she's not. What she is doing is holding on to the things that she said she was going to do when she came in and forcing that to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. That's no worse than what our president is doing. And actually, it's a lot better in the sense that she's actually negotiating what she has voted to support things or are committed to supporting some things mm-hmm. that are not totally her agenda Yeah, because that's what a negotiation is. I do like this. Yeah. I don't love this woman. The yeah. And, and I'll <laughs> do one last button before we get
0: to an origin story. I think she's going to have a pivotal role and who's going to be the Democrat candidate for oh, 2020. She now she's not going to run. She, I mean, can? she just Well, she, can get, she can't. 35. Write. Yeah, no, she has, she's right. 35, right. She's only 28. She's 20, but she has the voice. Right. She has the voice of the youth. And whoever's going to be who will be elected president will need to have the voice of the
1: year. Now, do you need to be thirty-five to be a, a VP?
2: I was asking that question no, yesterday. interesting. Because I'm like, that would actually be really intriguing. You mm-hmm. could get me interested in a Biden or a Bernie mm-hmm. if you put her in the beep position. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. And I still think uh, Kamala's going to run for president. So Kamala's probably going to to Two
0: women.
1: Yeah. you know, mm-hmm.
0: hey, who knows?
1: Yeah. But what are your th- feelings about Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> are we over
2: okay. here? Uh, my, here's my feelings. <laughs> it's 2019. I'm tired of having to be forced into talking about 2020. Fine, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Fine. Actually, I didn't want her to do it when she was a junior, when she was a freshman senator. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to do it because it was a um, Republican governor, and if she had run, she would have had to step down from her seat, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. could have, he would have, yeah. re- he got to replace it. And I'm mm-hmm. like. No, they had. It's been a long time since there's been a Democrat in that seat. Can we please just, just keep her there a little longer? <laughs> let her stay there, and she's doing great stuff in the Senate. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, you know, but but if she decides to run, I mean, I would have said the same thing about Barack Obama.
1: Yeah, I mean, you a know? Warren Harris ticket, I think I would I would, I would
2: yeah. Get behind. Yeah, I I don't know. I think um, I agree
0: with you. I think that she's better as a senator because you know she's sort of like a, a yeller. You know, she's the one who sort of. Antagonizes for the right reasons. The really. Republicans, I just, I, I, I get the feeling that she's, you know, there's a there's a thing against anti-establishment. You know, we're tired right. these same old faces, yes. and I'm beginning to feel the same way with Warren. Yeah, and sure. she reminds me of a female Bernie, where I don't know if does if her, she's she's been on the spotlight for uh, several years now, right. and she's had a lot of time to sort of get towards the center to try to work, the you know, folks in the sure. in the like Iowa and these swing states yeah. and all this stuff. And I don't think she's done that great of a job in doing that. Well,
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I, find her, I find her policies to be mm-hmm. a lot more sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 and, you know, when she's fighting for, like, consumer rights, sure. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah. How come the rest of Congress isn't doing so why this? Why are we so? talking about these, like,
1: real issues? Right. Yeah.
2: No, she, no, she's very
0: good in that. Um, I don't know. I just think that – Um. I mean, obviously, I think Kamala, Cory Booker, um, Biden, Biden's thinking about coming know, back in. Really. <laughs> so,
2: and I'll, these I'll, I'll, I'll consider all of them because it's 2019. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody.
0: Any, anyone but Trump, which who I think it will not run, and I think that Romney's going to challenge him.
2: Well, really, it's definitely gonna <laughs>
0: challenge Well, you he's know. he's he's out he's out in front. He's making all these statements, so I think he's mm-hmm. testing the waters to see what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: So, With that, let's get into an origin story.
1: <laughs>
0: we have uh, Marisa Wanlas. Juan, Wanlass, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, are you? It sounds like you're a native of the Bay Area.
1: Not exactly, okay. but I've been here, like I said, since uh, since I came to Mills College in
0: 1999,
1: so... Yeah. Oh where were you born? 20,
0: wait, is that 20 years or 30 years? No, that's 20 years. As well. 20 years.
1: Where <laughs> were you born and raised? Well, I moved around a lot as a kid, so um, uh, around the Bay Area, South Bay, Cupertino. Um, we moved to Utah for a little while, moved back to, like, the Davis, Sacramento area, I moved up to... Oregon, moved back. Mm. So I graduated from high school in Davis, okay. um, and then and then came here and I've been here for since. Okay. So. Um,
0: but you were born in California.
1: I was born in California. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool.
0: Um, were you was there? Re- well, it was like uh, were you an army brat? I mean, was there? A-
1: no, my parents divorced when I was uh, four, okay. and. Um, I think my mom, you know, being a single mom of four mm-hmm. girls, I have three older sisters. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you the baby? I'm the baby. Oh. Yeah.
2: And the only artist.
1: <laughs> so, um, I think she just was always looking, sure. you know, no, that makes sense. for that right combination yeah. of a place where she could send us to good schools and have her, a good job for herself, oh, really? but, but, you know, also be able to get by. Yeah. So.
0: What, what was your first time getting involved in, did you do plays when you were young?
1: Yeah, so, I think I did, you know, when I was really young, I did all sorts of stuff. I was the kid that wanted to take all the lessons, you know, mm-hmm. the ballet and the soccer and the taekwondo and the acting and the flute, and so I did all that kind of stuff. Um, nothing ever really stuck, cause mm-hmm. I had a hard time, like, with the musical instruments I could never practice sure. on my own. Good. I just didn't have that discipline, right? or I just, I don't I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but... Moving around, and then in my sophomore year, we moved to Oregon. Mm -hmm. So we'd been in Cupertino, and had kind of a rough couple years there, uh, but also going, you know, seventh and eighth grade. Those are hard years. Really, sure. Anyway. um, But just didn't really feel like I knew what my place in the world was, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what I was passionate about. Um, I think I had auditioned for a play as a freshman in Cupertino, uh, and, like, didn't get in, so... But I it was enjoying the drama classes there. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Oregon, um, Clackamas, outside of Portland, oh. and uh, auditioned for the play and got in. What
0: play was that? It was
1: The Skin of Our Teeth. No.
0: Um, I have a poster Skin of Our Teeth. I was in it, Yes,
1: two. you do. Look at that. Yeah. So I don't know what role I was. It was some, you know, something. Were there. you an animal? Uh, no. I remember wearing, were there like... Um, Baton for the girls, or cheerleaders, or yeah, there was an Act like Two where there was
0: like a uh, like a Atlantic City sort of um, parade sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. These whole I think this I played different small circle. roles
1: throughout it. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's of our teeth, but I think for me the thing was really that community nice, of yeah. people that it was like, oh, okay, I found my people. Uh, you yeah. know, that cool. moving around and being the youngest and having all my older sisters and family always having <laughs> their own issues and kind of feeling, you know, like, who am I in all of this, mm-hmm. and meeting those drama kids and being accepted by them was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're weird, they're cool, huh? this is great. Oh, and I, you know what, I haven't stopped, and yeah. it's been everywhere that I've gone in my life, creating that community, mm-hmm. or plugging into that community has been really what it's all about.
0: Cool. Now, Mills, did you, what did you study Mills?
1: Theater. Right
2: on, yeah. And that's yeah. where we met. And
1: that's, that's where we right. met because the that's Oakland Public Theater was, in, public residence was in residence there. The was in the theater
2: department. So yeah. Which was my last year there. They closed
1: down the, the theater mm-hmm. department. Of course, now they have this like partnership with ACT, so students can take classes at ACT. Oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we, um, we did. Um,
1: I, t- I did backstage. I was a stagehand for. Run Perfectly Still. Run Perfectly Still. Yeah. yeah so I don't, you probably don't remember me, but. I've reminded I reminded you of Yeah, you reminded me much
2: that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I was just, I was so grateful that the school was giving us any support. And yeah. then the students yeah. were seriously interested. And I was like, oh, thank you. Well, I
1: was like, re- I was the drama nerd at Mills. I was like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I was in all the shows. I went to London and studied abroad and mm-hmm. got, did the performance emphasis, <laughs> got some sort of. Won some sort of purse when I graduated for outstanding, you know, drama student. So Mm -hmm. I I was like, I was like inside my own little actor studio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It was was great.
0: What I was going to say is, I remember we did a couple of readings of Before the Dream. Was that at Mills or was that another school?
2: Um, No, Uh, we did them at Chapel of the Chimes. We did them at the libraries, but I don't think we did it at Mills. Okay, because I remember one time I had to take off work. No, because at Mills, Mm -hmm. at that point, I guess the theater department is sort of back.
1: Well, like I said, I think. They have relationships yeah, with others relationship. like when I was there we could take classes at Cal. Right.
2: So right. there's always an ability to sort of But yeah, I don't you know, we yeah. no, didn't my relationship with Mills because the mm-hmm. the head of the department left. Oh and that was sort of the end of the department. Oh, I, I see. It's ten years I mean, one
0: for that, person isn't? is the one who sparks everything I hear, you know, like in mm-hmm. schools and then person then le- you know person leaves and then that's it. And, and it. that's it, and that's you yeah, said you no. went you studied at London.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, tell us about that. Uh, so I did the, a semester, my semester abroad in London. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. Right at the last minute, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do this um, theater and social change program in Prague instead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And fast forward 20 years, I'm going to Prague on Monday uh-huh. for the Shakespeare Theater Association Conference. Right. So it was a little surprise trip, so mm-hmm. that's a side, a side right. now. Um but I couldn't get out of a whatever I was like railroaded into going to London, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was an acting program, like an acting conservatory mm-hmm. intensive. We had some incredible professors. Um, Catherine Pogson mm-hmm. was one of our pro- professors, and she's she's been in some movies, um, but I don't know if anything recently. Mm-hmm. In uh, the, the what's that movie Brazil, uh, uh, she's awesome. the she's the headgear girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's very well known as like a classical oh, nice. um yeah. actor so she was one of those people where i was sort of like i don't know if acting is really my thing when i went into that mm-hmm. and then meeting her brought me yeah. brought me right back into it and mm-hmm. just her the way that she spoke about the nobility of this art form mm-hmm. um, and the importance of this art form because mm-hmm. i think we get lost you know as actors in oh, yeah. understanding that um and that's not always at the forefront of our work. Yeah. So you have to you do have to remind yourself, you do have to steep yourself or have some kind of um, practice or training that where you train your mind into knowing what it is, why it is that we're doing this.
0: Yeah, I know this I think a lot of young folks get in because, hey, we want to be a superstar, you yeah. know, or we want to be discovered. And I think for those who really buy into the community and are like, hey, I'm expressing something that the playwright wants, or I'm expressing something that the community needs, or it's a better, it's a, it's a greater cause. I mean, yeah. I've been a part of productions where the director's like, hey, we, I want to say something about women, or I want to say something about what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself being a part of that. Right. And if you you can either buy into that you can still say, well, I still want to be a superstar or so whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what you want to be as an actor. Right. Um, did you, were there any techniques or were there any philosophy that you learned or or what have you, either from Mills or from, from, um, London?
1: Yeah, um, well there we did kind of a light, uh, exploration of the method, of Stanislavski's method, um, which I also, after, a few years after graduation did the, I never went to grad school, I tried, couldn't get in. But I did the summer intensive at Harvard, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they offer anymore. I heard that they maybe stopped offering it, but it was like a mm-hmm. six-week intensive um, with the Moscow Art Theater cool. and ART and in mm-hmm. um, Cambridge. So I think with both of those, really getting um, a clear methodology, sure. you know, for breaking down a script, looking at your now I'm losing my words. <laughs> Looking at your given circumstances. Really like, Thank you for your laugh. Sure, like, oh. sure. Looking at your given circumstances. Yeah. Motivations um, and stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah, motivations, but also the physical work. That, and how, I think the what stands out to me from all of my training is like that it's a full body experience sure. in acting. That mm-hmm. it's mind, spirit, heart, body. Mm-hmm. And that there is really this higher, as you're saying, that there is a, a function that it serves in our society. And so there is a higher mm-hmm. purpose to it.
0: Yeah, I'm noticing. I'm looking at your uh, your Facebook page. It's, I see Shakespeare everywhere. Uh, <laughs> teaching at the California Shakespearean Theater, yeah. uh, teaching artists at Theater Works Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like Shakespeare. You're at the San Francisco Shakespeare Festival and Cal Shakes.
1: Yeah, I've been on both of their stages. Yeah. Luckily. Um, I don't think I started out thinking that Shakespeare was necessarily my jam. um, (laughs) But sort of not being a musical theater actor, uh, (laughs) classics is where I ended up. um, And I... Uh,
2: I, I, In this period in the Bay Area, I mean, for the last, you know, three decades, has been more and more Shakespeare. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's about exactly. I I mean, and I love Shakespeare, but I don't think it's... I don't think it should be all that we're doing. Right. Um, but I love text work. You mm-hmm. know, I love language. So I think I kind of gravitated towards that without being consciously like, oh, I, I think Shakespeare's, you know. Born. Yeah we should be doing in the theater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's interesting about the Shakespeare, I, I don't know if it's a revival or whatever, like last year, I think there were like four Hamlet productions. Yeah. them people, people are doing <laughs> some <laughs> very interesting, is that right? Yeah, so there's
1: a story there, but we don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have time for it. Well, sure, no, I, there's always
0: time. But um, people are doing interesting things with Shakespeare, like experimenting, like yeah.
2: gender uh, bending. all well, that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because you want to keep the story relevant. And that's where my
1: heart is with Shakespeare, is if we're going to, you know, and I think there is something to these stories and that they've lasted 400 years yeah. and that he based them on, I mean, most people don't realize that he plagiarized all of his stories <laughs> right. mm-hmm. or uh, or sampled them, if you will. Sure. You know, but all of, most of his stories were either historical mm-hmm. or old, old, old stories that had been around for a long time before him. Yeah. So these there are these things that are deep in our, um, in our history. Yeah. So I think they're important to know about.
0: Yeah. As long as they're made relevant to today's time. I think like they have to be made relevant. Yeah. Like uh, one of my favorite um, renditions of Richard III, I'm sure you've seen it on television. I think, I forget the, the famous actor, Sir Ian McKellen, I think, mm-hmm. who played Richard III as if he were Hitler. Yeah. And oh, right, yes. You remember that one? I like didn't see Wars, it. it was a World War II World version War II. of Richard III. Yeah, there
1: was also a Macbeth like that with um, Patrick Stewart. Huh? Ah. Yeah, where mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't it was specifically Hitler, but it was like fascist, yeah. you know, 1940s um, kind, of yeah. kind of feel.
0: Or the twist on Macbeth, which was Macbird, where they made a Lyndon B. Johnson's character into oh, Macbeth. Right. Uh, and Kennedy was uh, Kennedunk, which is fantastic. Right. And that great. was like a night in the late 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, let's talk about uh, Utopia. Okay. So, what, what exciting things are happening. <coughs> we can also talk about the current production that you guys are working well, on. Well, it was yeah. funny.
2: Um, so, we got reacquainted because Elizabeth Carter mm-hmm. was in their production of uh, The Seagull. Yeah. And Elizabeth and I talk, and, you know, especially if she's working on a project, especially when she's struggling with something or there's a big question, mm. and, you know, we will talk. Um, so, I cast her as
1: uh, in our production of The Seagull, which was a new adaptation by my uh, my co-partner with Utopia and Yumi Kabori. So mm-hmm. we'll come back to her, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, so um,
2: so she was wondering about what the gender bend exactly was on this and how they were going to approach it. And, and you know, so it was a creative struggle. Mm-hmm. Um Fruitful, very fruitful. So we went and She we gave saw, an incredible uh,
1: performance. I she loved it was wonderful.
2: Her, yeah. And mm-hmm. they did it at the Omni Omni Commons. Mm-hmm. Is that what they were calling yep. is it? Is it still what they it? It's the still there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I know it's the
1: oh, facility. Right? I believe it's still so, what they're calling it, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so it was a very open space, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Um, a very much a use of what the facility is, instead of trying to pretend like you're someplace else to make this where you are. In fact, they started with actors in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, actors I know. <laughs> so that actually caught me off guard. I was like, what <laughs> In a wonderful way. It was wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. And then all kinds of different ways to deal with the issue of this gender casting. Um, pretty much the whole spectrum of ways. There were women yeah. who were very intentionally playing men, and that's what they were doing. There were other women who were just taking on the sort of societal roles that their character had without a big concern about where the gender identity was because it wasn't the important thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the effect of that is to make us as an audience go, oh, we start programming in, and if you're aware of women in these sorts of roles, you go, oh, yeah, of course, that's like this or like that. If you aren't, you find yourself going, wait a minute, what are they doing? Um, And the story should be satisfying for you. I mean, it it was done very tastefully. It was done very thoughtfully. It was done with a an amazing range of creativity. So I sat there just going, oh my God, this is, this is incredible. And so as I was sort of looking around for what I was going to be doing next, I, I got, got in touch with the company and said, I'm interested. I'm interested in knowing what you guys are doing next. Mm-hmm. Very Thank cool. you. That's
1: so great to hear, Norman. I haven't heard you speak similar, of it that and way. And way she that's comes up calling. and
2: says, well, you may not remember, but I was like an intern. <laughs> 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 I was so like, oh my God, this is a small world, and now mm-hmm. I feel really old. <laughs>
0: I I, I wish I were there. And, you know, when I think about A Doll's House, Ibsen, and how amazing Mm -hmm. that was, even when it was written, because it deals with a woman who was in a relationship. There is the plot of, I think, there's a a, uh, contract or whatever she signed, bank bank documents or whatever. But it's really about a woman freeing herself from the dominance of Mm -hmm. male society and her marriage.
2: Well, and also acknowledging that we're in a society where women do.
1: To fill these roles? Mm-hmm. We just want to pretend like it's not happening. Right, right. Right, right. yeah, that we represent them in this way that mm-hmm. isn't how things actually work in the real world. Right. And that's how I think about classics. It's like I want to do... I don't want to put a classic on on the stage, but have it look like the world that I live in. Yeah, you know, have it represent the the people that I know.
0: It. Yeah, to make it yeah. relevant. How did you become the artistic director? I mean, from an intern, you know, at Mills <laughs> to the artistic director of Utopia. That's that's fantastic.
1: Thank you. Awesome. Well, it's been a long journey. That was, like I said, <laughs> nearly twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, doing Winter's Tale at the San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And Ann Kabori was also in it, and we had, we were both resident artists at the at SF Shakes, um, and we were both in the show, so we were getting to know each other better, you know, when, you, when you're in a cast with someone, there's always that right. bonding, um, talking about art, and we both really wanted to work on The Seagull. Mm-hmm. And I think she had either started on an adaptation of it, or was reading it and thinking about an adaptation, and she of course wanted to play Nina, and... Um, So I said, well, why don't I direct it Mm -hmm. uh, for Utopia? She had founded Utopia Theatre Project when she was in college at Santa Clara, and I think she was mentored by Aldo Billingsley. So that's kind of that lineage, yeah. Um, So she had it going for a few years, and she was mostly as a vehicle for her own work. She's a playwright, but she's also just a prolific artist (laughs) in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. She's a dancer, an actor, a costume designer, a singer, a musician. We should get her on, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's out of the country right now. Yeah.
1: Well, sure, her flight got delayed, so... Oh! So I'll be going with her on Monday, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you both have gone to Prague.
1: We're both going to Prague. Nice, very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, we were planning this single production, and we kind of got to a point where she said, do you want to be the artistic director mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm-hmm. this company? I think it needs... You know, she's a little younger than I am, and so I've just been at it longer in the Bay Area. Um, I know a ton of people... Um, I had already been stretching myself as a director. Mm -hmm. So, so, okay, yeah, let's try it out. Let's try a season, you know. Let's plan like a three-show season Mm -hmm. and really commit to it, so we have to do it. Right. And then see where it goes. And now we're in our second season. Nice.
0: And we've talked about how, You know, artistically, we know what to do as actors because, you know, we love to be on stage or whatever. But then there's the administrative stuff. So how have you been able to deal with
1: that? It's been a huge learning curve. Mm. It's been a huge learning curve, and it's not my sweet (laughs) (laughs) spot. But I'm trying to build ways for myself. And really, when you're an artistic director of a small company, you're a producer. You know, we're all producers, Mm -hmm. uh, everyone involved in this company. So... Yeah, I mean staying on top of communications and email and yeah. we've been um now working with a, with a publicist and my husband is in the marketing social media director role, yeah. so right. it's a family um, affair. Yeah. <laughs> <How about laughs> yeah, it's a
0: struggle. How about funding and, uh, and getting grants and all that stuff? Is, has that? So we
1: currently have Anne's father, Michael Kabor, is our executive director. So okay. he's currently he committed to funding us for two oh, years. Nice. Yeah. Nice <laughs> to have an angel. So
2: we yeah. have an angel right
1: now. So when this season is over, we're going to transition to mm-hmm. – yeah, looking into grants and
2: all that I stuff. I hear you. So like but you guys can already cash. You can do cash grants. Yep. Yeah, especially yeah. now that you've got a two-year track record. Actually, right. we so
1: might need to have fiscal sponsorship <coughs> before getting cash. Unless
2: it's changed. Um,
1: okay, we'll, we'll look into
2: that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you're talking to somebody who's had like four or five of them. So. Okay, well, I'll keep talking to you then. <laughs> well, get well things have changed, change. unfortunately, yeah. so it may be different. But the the bar intentionally was very low before because they wanted to encourage new work. Um, Uh And now they require a budget. That was the biggest shock. The last time I applied, I was like, they require a budget? No, damn. (laughs) I was still budgeting. And I think it was one of the things that got me the grants Uh, was people weren't telling you how that chunk of money is going to fit into your larger picture. If we're going to be funding your show, your show better be something incredible. Uh, But if we're just putting in one, if we're just one source of funding for your show, Sounds like you might know what you're doing, and yeah, so I think that's still the same. But yeah, I'd be happy to talk okay. to you guys about it.
1: Yeah, well, we might, we might take up, we will take you up on that for sure. <laughs> so yeah, next year, well, it, it's going to be a big change for our company in a couple ways. Number one, we've been using BAPS, the Bay Area right. Product Policy through right. Actors Equity, so yeah. we've been able to work with all these fabulous Equity Actors, which is a great thing that they have that in place. Mm-hmm. But it runs out, for um, sure. so we'll both be looking at grants, and then also where do we want to go with, mm-hmm. with, with an equity contract? Mm-hmm.
0: So. And you have a space. sounds like you guys have a permanent space. Well,
1: no. we're okay. <laughs> in residence at Piano Fight. So after yeah. Omnicommons, which is so beautiful, but yeah. there's just... And I had worked there before um, a couple of years previously. I directed yeah. a Romeo and Juliet there. Oh, um, oh right.
2: Yeah. I remember you were on, was it KPFA or KALW, that you did an interview for for the um, the Seagull, and they talked about the... Or maybe it was Romeo and Juliet. That it was free?
1: Yeah, you know?
2: yeah it was free. Yeah, I heard it on the radio. Oh, and okay. I was like, what is it? And who are these people? And it was Omnicommons. Yeah.
1: Like, I know it kind of is. Three, three or four years ago, oh, yeah. Cailin Luchard and Beth Wilmert played Juliet. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of a gender, you know, mm-hmm. imaginative... <laughs> production. I'm starting to say that instead of like gender fucked or whatever, which sounds kind of aggressive. Gender imaginative. Is that a term? Oh. Gender effed. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. Very much.
2: Oh, so it shows okay. how yeah, so old I am.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm learning all the time. So. Yeah. Because well, the question is, are you trying to get in people's faces, or are you just trying to say? Open your mind up to this possibility and mm-hmm. open it up in a creative way. It, yeah. you creatively make this work. Yeah. Is this or, or, is, it or is it a gimmick? Is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. 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 you don't want to make it a gimmick. You want yeah. to. Yeah. I understand. just saying,
2: say, women need more jobs. How about, well, almost every story in the world includes women. So why aren't they on stage? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so now we're in. That was
1: delightful, but comes, because it's not a theater space. Sure. Came with a lot of its a, a lot of struggles, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so moving to Piano Fight, um, we're restricted. We're in a much smaller space. It's a little mm-hmm. black box, but yeah, yeah, the so in infrastructure that they provide sure. It's really it's a really nice growing spot for yeah. us right now. Well, something's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. true. Do you guys
0: want to talk about Alice?
1: No, sure. So our <laughs> upcoming project is Everyday Alice.
0: Yeah. Um, when is it opening? Uh, February, February fifteenth. Okay. So so Today <laughs> after <little laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, Thank you. and it's an adaptation, or I guess it's a sequel to Alice in Wonderland,
2: right? Is that, um, I wouldn't say either. Okay. I
1: would say more. Inspired yeah, by inspired by, by okay. um, the Alice in Wonderland stories and the Peter Pan stories. So sure. it's Alice is uh, she's grown up, she's a writer, mm-hmm. um, and she's struggling with mental illness, mm-hmm. and the, the, the idea of that yeah. and whether or not that medication um, restricts her capacity as a as, as an artistic creative. as a creative, yeah. 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 Um, And then so she has these other people in her life. She has James, um, a pianist who I don't know if I should give any spoilers, but he's kind of a uh, Captain Hook, okay. um, well, uh, connection.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they are characters that represent characters that we know, yeah, right, without spoiling anything. Yeah,
2: right. okay? Right, if you're familiar with those Mm -hmm. stories, then there may be some things that resonate for you in an extra special way. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so it's kind of, Anne was jokingly calling it like a hipster, Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) No, it makes sense, and I've just pulled up
0: an article. It's funny, I didn't even think we'd be talking about this, but I was talking on the other podcast. There's an epidemic, I'm reading a CNN article, ERs, emergency rooms, are flooded with mentally ill patients with no Mm -hmm. place to turn. Right, right. Basically, yeah, talking about... um, Mentally ill patients or patients that just have, I don't even know if I would characterize as mentally ill, but people have like just issues. could be just any sort of issues. And yeah. instead of getting proper treatment, right. ER is yeah. being flooded and they don't know what to do. Very well, flooded. because you
1: reach a crisis point with a person. And yeah. then if, if they're not getting that consistent ongoing care that they should be getting. sure. And part of mental illness, part of what comes along with that is people not wanting. I mean, that's right. what this play is about is de- if I care for myself in this prescribed way, right. I lose a piece of myself. Right, yeah. So, but then, you know, you do reach a crisis point, and I have have people in my life that I'm very close with that I've had to deal with this issue. Oh, sure. on. So um So I've taken a mentally ill person to the mm-hmm. emergency room, and yeah. I know what that is.
0: Right. Yeah, um, I mean, my, my mom had to go through that before she passed away. Uh, and, you know, they were... She would, you know, go to psychiatrists, and then if they got too close to the issue, she would move to another psychiatrist and mm-hmm. pills and yeah. me, you know, having to deal with this and, of course, me not being equipped to do it. You know, there are right. also the family issues, and I yeah. have friends who deal with it as well. Yeah. So it's a relevant issue.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's time for our culture to take another look at this. It really is. Yeah. Well, I also the think- spectrum of it is amazing, and just getting into the notion of snowflake and overly mm-hmm. sensitive, it's like, no, there's no reason we need to create a world that is so harsh that just the fact that you don't fit in a box mm-hmm. means that you are in danger. Right. right.
1: Well, and I think we need to connect it to the homeless issue in the yep. Bay Area and income inequality and, you know, access to resources. It's, it's a complicated issue, but it's – it's one that we do need to be looking at in a holistic way. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan has a podcast. Uh, he's a famous comedian plus MMA fighter, and he was interviewing the lead singer for Kiss. And I'm MMA not I'm not big Gene on Kiss. Simmons, yeah. No, not Gene Simmons. Uh, he's the bassist.
2: Oh,
0: it's um he's he's the oh. singer Paul Stanley. Yeah. and he was talking about when he was young, he just felt different, mm. but he was put into a mental institution. I'm like. You're not mentally ill, but you just feel different. I mean, that yeah. could be anyone. I mean, I right. felt, there were yeah. times where I was young, and I was like, wow, I feel really strange because I have thoughts, strange right. thoughts or whatever, because, yeah. I mean, I'm crazy.
2: Oh, well, that's, mean, yeah, I had to yeah. therapy in high school, and what was really satisfying was to feel like this person, A, was listening to me, but B, really reflecting back how my feelings made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so then how do you manage those feelings? And that really becomes – so it was a total shift. Number one, I didn't go in with the sense that there was something wrong with me, but the fact that I was in therapy was like, why am I here? And, yeah, I spent maybe a couple of years – Mm -hmm. and and finally got to the point where she was, like, taking me to conferences and having me speak. And I was like, Wow! yeah, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I I will speak my truth, of course. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's great. Which
2: is much better than somebody who is going, I don't fit in, and I don't know where to go, and all you're getting is feedback that something is wrong.
1: But I think there's something about channeling, you know, it's sort of what we've all been talking about, but that channeling who we are into something that, and I think artists do this, into something that can be of use to the rest of the world. I think there's Mm -hmm. some culture, I don't know if it's, I believe it's the Hmong culture where Mm -hmm. if someone is recognized as having a mental illness or Mm -hmm. difference, um, they're channeled into a a shaman program. Hmm. So they become the shamans of the culture. So they they get... Channeled into that training,
0: right? Um, it's like they're being elevated because they're different.
1: Yes, exactly. As yes, opposed to shun So yeah, I, I think, right. I think in a way we do that with artists in this yeah. culture that only yeah. have access to something. Something else out there.
0: Yeah, right. oh, uh, reward. I mean, <laughs> you know, our Jack Nicholson's and you know, like, uh, the late great um, the guy who played the Joker, Heath, Heath, Ledger, yeah, very, Heath Ledger. You know, we celebrate actors who can be strange. That they can do the things on screen that we out of
1: our I believe there's a healthy way to do that. Yeah. I really do. I don't yeah. think person a person needs to suffer. This is. I just did my year goals, and I was created like a mantra for myself mm-hmm. for, for their guidelines for the year, and one of them was that. Being an artist does not entail stuff Does not need entail suffering. Really. Right. So I don't think we need to be outcasts. I don't think we need to suffer, mm-hmm. and I don't think we need to be labeled as mentally ill. Um, to be creative and healthy and and the, and the explorers that I mm-hmm. think artists are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, but that's not to say that I, I do believe that there are people who do need treatment and care yeah. and medication and all those things. Yeah. But it's a unique. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a unique I, I do think, I think it's a spectrum, and yeah. we aren't dealing with it very yeah. well at all. Oh, right exactly. Now.
0: Well, I think that's one of the great things about theater. Uh, yeah, I think we're it. Uh, hit. But I think it's wonderful that Alice is sort of dealing with a classic tale, but also talking about relevant issues right now. Right. So that's cool.
2: Shout out. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, shout out. So, um, so folks know, um, we have a Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry I, I should have told you but I, <laughs> so I um mm-hmm. so what I did is went ahead and just put the shout outs on the Facebook page um, with an invitation of these people to let us know when if they've got a project coming up mm-hmm. so uh, my little blurb for that said, um, uh, let us know about your upcoming projects after, even after your birthday, and you might get two weeks worth of shout outs. We happily do that. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. inaugural group is uh, Javier Reyes, okay. Armando McLean. Uh, Armando was in um, Run Perfectly Still, uh, one of his was. first. He was the guy on stage that moved that big horse. Oh, how funny. I wagon. Was he was our, and he was understudying the uh, the soldier, the black soldier.
1: My first project at the San Francisco Shakespeare Festival was their school tour of Macbeth, and uh, he was the alternate for Macbeth, so I got to do, you know, like six or so performances with him, and I was playing Lady M. He's Rock fantastic, he and he's, fantastic. Is he's been up in
2: Ashland for yeah. the last few seasons, and mm-hmm. he's coming back now. Um, Colin right. Johnson, not your Colin Johnson, but the other Colin Johnson. Yeah, two shows. Colin
1: Johnsons. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, you know both uh, of them? Uh, this one I was know both of them. works Rock with on. shots. Okay,
1: wow. Yeah. So uh, the shots one, at the awesome Peter yeah.
2: one, okay. Um, Richard Reinhold, who is an um, old stalwart at um, Shotgun, Shotgun mm-hmm. Players. Dave Garrett, um, who also is connected to Shotgun but also does Each One Reach One. So, mm-hmm. in fact, they're getting ready to do a session and I don't think I get to do it. Uh, Lisa Hori Garcia,
1: um,
2: who is an Ubuntu member, among other things. Uh, Mark Ralston was somebody I went to high school with, and we did high school theater, and Van Duke, um, who is a physical trainer and actually is one of the first people to get into the online stuff. Um, And I knew him through thick description. Uh, We did Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) So th- uh, those folks, and the next week coming up is, uh, so th- the following week sure. is uh, Rich Sargent. Um, I met at the uh, Shelton Theater, okay. um, and he has a small company. I can't think of what it is now. They do a lot of shows here and in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, Christian Muir was somebody who worked with us at... Um, when Oakland Public Theater was at Mills. Okay. Uh, Danielle Levin and I got to do a show with, before it was the Livermore Shakes, it was Tri-Valley Shakes. Oh, right. And we did Love's Labor's Lost. <laughs> no, we did Assembling.
1: Really? Yes. I love that play.
2: It's a strange play. It's a weird one, yeah. But I uh, it's cool. Barry Graves, who was our oh, right on. yeah, who was our Richard Wright and our foreman in Paris last year. Mm-hmm. Taylor Valentine was another actor that I worked with at Tri Valley Shakes. Uh, we did love Labor's Loss. Join me, who has just come back to the Bay Area and is working at ACT yeah. Wow. the coming up. Uh, Denmo Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. Um I can't think of the name of her company right now, but uh local company has been doing very well. Mm. Bay, in the Bay. Uh, Catherine Castellano, who occasionally is in town, but has been traveling more and working as an actress. Mm-hmm. Working at OSF
1: a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: well, that's right. Yeah, she has. Yeah, for at least a season or, or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Maddox, another actress. Pamela Davis, another actress. Uh, we did, um, it was a play about African-American <laughs> history through the lens of sports. It was called Blackballing, and, mm-hmm. and she was, there was a, um, a mascot character, and she got to play that for us. And Jola Brander, who was one of the original Afro-Pomo homos, um, and moved to Minnesota, and I believe got married. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know when Minnesota started having gay marriage, but um, he's an amazing performer, amazing dancer, and uh, those are my birthdays for the week. All right. Happy birthday. And for mine, uh,
0: today is Sean J. West. I don't know if you've ever worked with Sean, Sean I have not, but I keep hearing <laughs> his name.
2: He was last on stage. He did Dreamgirls, and he also directed. Didn't he just, Isn't he a regular Cinderella guy for um, Afro Shakes? I mean, not Afro Shakes. Yeah, Afro, yeah. Afro Shakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'll
2: not sure. sure. I've but tried to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> he, him. he
0: directed. He, he was also director for the Playwright Center for San Francisco. He directed me. And he has, he says, for my birthday this year, I'm asking for donations for the National Suicide Prevention yeah, yeah. Lifeline. And so I'll put the number on there. It's 1 800 273 Talk. And uh, yes, yeah, so that, that is a wonderful. Um,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Also, um, on Friday, Jonathan Levy he directed me. Uh, Norman, you were talking about the musical cafe. He directed me uh, when I did the chain. Uh, let's see. On Sunday, tomorrow, um, a wonderful actress, yeah, Emma Elizabeth Mercier. We shared the stage uh, 110 in the Shade. She's a wonderful young actress. Also, Mark N.A., E-N-E-A. His, his birthday is also tomorrow, tomorrow. He's also an actress I've worked with uh, at uh, the DMT, the Douglas Morrison Theater. Also, another DMT actress is Kelsey Poe. Oh, yes, I've acted with her on Monday. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, her birthday is on Monday and let me see ah wednesday our good friend craig dickerson right oh, oh how did i miss his name yeah you? and his birthday will be on wednesday and uh, i'm working to get him back on stage because he is an amazing he's an old ex east ender and there are several posters of him. i've got a reading i'm putting together he'd be, he'd oh he'd be fantastic and he's yeah. dying to get back Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he quit he had a job that prevented him from working right but he quit that job. Oh, did he? Okay. So now he has another job, but it allows him to get back on stage. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Rona Siddiqui, I think we've talked mm-hmm. about her. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, I, I she, started she's, started. Now, yeah, she's a composer, but she used to, um, <laughs> I worked with her at the Darkroom Theater, the former Darkroom Theater, and we did all sorts of cool things like uh, the Twilight Zone, live Twilight Zone, and the Gong Show. Which was really fun And so It's one of those uh, Wonderful success stories Where you know We're at a dingy little You know Darkroom theater Which is on uh, 16th and Mission mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Now she's doing Composing in Broadway So wow. Great success story Yeah And my last one Is Paul Baird McCormick uh, He is an actor I worked with him uh, For Off-Broadway West He did A Head of Gobbler mm-hmm. And his birthday Is on Thursday Shows, shows. Um,
2: Well, so like I said, uh, this musical cafe thing is more of an in-house. But I'm doing that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Stage Bridge uh, does their presentations of their writing workshop for seniors. Nice. Um, And so they bring in a wonderful group of actors, and we'll be doing that. I'll be performing Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing another scene for Play Cafe. Rock on. And then getting ready for Everyday Alice. Yeah. Um, right. And I think you probably have the two shows that I have listed, so I'll let you do them. Yeah, that's um, and that we've been, been promoting said, that for a yeah, while. Feel <laughs> Thanks.
0: Uh, a History of World War II, that's a one-person show. John Fisher's been doing this for a while. Um, it's extended to February the 2nd, so if you want to check that out, that's at the Marsh Theater usually John Fisher it, it works at uh, Theater Rhino. He's the artistic director of Theater Rhino, but he's right. doing a one-man show there. So once again, it's running now until February the 2nd. And also A Time for Hawking, our good friend Alan Coyne and also Adrian Dean. Mm-hmm. They're doing that. Uh, I think Alan Coyne makes a fantastic Stephen Hawking. Wow, <laughs> I'd love
1: to see that. But I finally
2: saw a photo, and he's not in a wheelchair, he's like on a cane. Yeah, that's what okay. I thought, so I think it's the
0: early days of Hawking okay. transitioning into when he's in a wheelchair, right. Interesting. but it should be fantastic. That's at the Indranet Theater, um, running until January the 13th. Uh, anything else?
1: Well, we've got Everyday Alice coming up at Piano Fight. You yep. can check us out at uh, utopia com Theater yep, webinar. <sighs> Yeah. There's so much going on all the time. I'm going to see Mary Poppins at uh, SF Playhouse tonight with my okay. dear friend Elbe. So.
0: There's got to be a Mary Poppins revival. I mean, what's going on? There's a Mary Unless Poppins The
1: movie's out coming out. The yeah. Movie, the <laughs> movie sequel. So there's also a couple good. Mm-hmm. I think SF Playhouse was smart about programming yeah. that while yeah. the, while the big ah,
0: movie's coming out. I um, see. I see. I see. That's what's going on. I so cool. So. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good time, Marisa.
1: I did. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This Thank was a you. lot of Thank fun. Thank you so
0: much. Hopefully, you know, we promoted you and, you know, talked about, you know, your good work or whatever. And I uh, know yeah, you're okay. a working actress, so if you're looking for a great actress, you know, hit up Marisa. Do you have a personal website or whatever that people should go I to? I
1: used to, but I, I let it lapse. Okay. Facebook, so mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess. But, yeah, find me on Facebook or our uh, company website, Utopia Theater Project. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Dot. Com. Dot
1: oh, yeah. uh, I'll have the link. Yeah. But
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on. Well, here's my blurb. You can find the yay on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. You can also find the yay on iTunes if you're one of those old stogies like me who listen to podcasts on a laptop or a desktop. The uh, Young folks don't do that, but, you know, for folks who do, just go on iTunes, click on Store, use the search engine on, on, the, on the upper right-hand side, and search for the Yay, you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com and search for the Yay. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise, if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You can find me on Red Space Clay.
2: And I'm at Hoosier Hoosier on well, Twitter.
0: Okay. Do you have one, Marissa? I'm not a- on Twitter. Okay. That's
2: okay. i <laughs> on Facebook. Facebook. So find you. Yeah. They can find you
0: there. Hit us up on any of those and you can find us there. And we got to find a better sign-off. Off. And we are out. <laughs>